What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Next Apex Podcast. I am Josh Bayless, joined over here by Mr. Donovan Tompkins at the Tompkins Media over on Instagram. Um, if you want to find me over there as well, I'm at Josh underscore Bayless. Feel free to give the podcast a share if you do end up enjoying it. And follow us on our different platforms, um, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram at the Next Apex Podcast. Uh, but this week... Uh, yeah yeah that's that's about how to describe it yeah there's there's a little bit of news there's not a lot of exciting news yeah. or anything like that it just kind of existed <laughs> yeah it was a it's week right, in existence though. um so because of that it was kind, it's kind of like last week we didn't really have a whole lot going on uh yep. this week so we're filling it in with the tournament we do have a uh Next round of the our tournament yep. for fifty to seventy k sports cars, yep. and then we do also have used car has um, made another return. So we're two weeks in go. a row. Look at that! Yeah. It's nice. Back. Yeah, it's back, and I'm really actually really enjoying my pick for used car. I, I like mine lie. as well. I, I like mine as well. Going to lie, uh, but let's go ahead. What's the? We'll start with the news this week. I think. Okay. Um, so what's what's it's first up on the block. Um, let's go ahead and get Acura out of the way. So we mentioned Acura last week, and we were kind of speculating, but we kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, but the reveal of the Acura, the new Acura NSX, has happened, and it is a Type S, mm-hmm. not a Type R. Right. I was kind of hoping it'd be a Type R, maybe, but <clears throat> the fact that there wasn't a bigger wing on the uh, on the spy shots that we saw of a uh, development car um, kind of made us think that yeah it's just a Type S right and sure enough it is um, it does look pretty cool they haven't like done a full reveal but we do now know that this is officially happening correct um, and some new kind of teaser shots have happened basically the front bumper looks more aggressive I think the headlights are getting a refresh and then mm-hmm. the rear does have a really sick diffuser on it yeah i think um, the diffuser is the best looking part of the yeah car, to yeah. be honest with you yeah um, no i totally agree again though i think i mean i i re-listened to our episode from last week earlier this morning just to refresh on this particular topic and um i think i agree with what i said last time and that's that i just hope that they remove the resonator yeah because the car doesn't make any noise yeah yeah so they did there was like a little video that they did, and the car does seem to sound better in the video, but Good. we have to kind of wait. Yeah, you know, I mean, we till we know. hear it in person and reviews and stuff. Yeah, um, it does look like the engine will be slightly tweaked, so it isn't just um, cosmetic. Um, so a little bit more power. It's still going to use the same three and a half liter twin turbo V6 with uh, hybrid power assistance. Um, the last car made just under 600 horsepower, if I remember correctly. Yep. So expect maybe. 30 horsepower boost or so 620 horsepower i think probably sounds about right uh last car officially did zero to 60 in like 2.93 seconds mm-hmm. um so maybe 2.85 2.8 somewhere in there yeah um nothing too crazy this again not a full type type r uh which we would kind of hope for um but we should get the full type s reveal on august 12th so next week we'll probably be talking about it again um if uh if there's anything interesting yeah that we find and i do want to point out of course that the, even though this wasn't a facelift like i thought it might have been mm-hmm. um it still leaves room for a potential type r in the future 
I would hope so. You know what I mean? I really hope so. It really does. Because, I mean, first off, there was that rumor about like 60 extra horsepower coming next year, like end of next year. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. This would technically be coming. I mean, it's being revealed this year. Mm -hmm. So it would make sense for them to reveal a Type R next year. Next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the potential's there still. Yeah. Uh, And the car's capable. More than. Like, it. It has the boring. potential. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just not. It's not really catching people's eyes, especially no. not at the price point. But it is. It is kind of funny. Like, what made them just like all of a sudden make the switch? Like, I who, tell you, who flipped been, the switch? It, it's, it's been in production for like three or four years, right? Now. Like, what's the point in like going ahead and doing it yeah. now? Like, normally you would do a Type S like maybe a year after the maybe first year, maybe two, maybe two, but like two. three, four years down the line, no. <laughs> and, and like finally you're coming out with a type s yeah it's, it's so funny realistically the car should be seeing a full facelift right now <laughs> right like right not a not not a not a new trim level yeah so i don't know this is further proof of my last video i don't like acura i'm sure many of you have put have gathered this like yeah acura just does things backwards <laughs> well i this does kind of seem uh seem to prove your point a little bit yeah, but uh, I would say so. Type R next year would be cool. It would be nice. We'll see and if it happens. If they, you know, just decided to give it some extra noise and yeah, maybe it really needs extra noise. If what, it did that, you know, what would be really sick. Actually, mm. now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. would be if they did if they pulled an Audi and a Lamborghini and made mm-hmm. a rear wheel version of it. Hmm. That would make it a lot more enticing. Really, I think so because. That adds an extra bit of like just craziness to the car that isn't currently in existence with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now it's just like your safe supercar. It's like yeah, it's like yeah, it's a supercar, but like I don't, I'm not gonna crash it because it's right, just so safe. I yeah. want that. I want that threat of danger at all mm. at all times. If if they did like an extreme track version and did rear wheel drive only, that would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of. Kind of similar. I mean, it's still not quite at the level, but um, kind of similar to what Ferrari did with the 296. Yeah. Because that's also very extreme and still yes, real drive. Is. Yes. And so, it's freaking sick. Yeah. Um, It could be interesting. It does kind of go against what the NSX, or at least what this generation is, where it's like a sophisticated all-wheel drive system, a sophisticated hybrid going along with that. Yes, but they, but I mean, they, it they made would, that to their detriment, though. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it... The the what was supposed to sell the car is what made it boring and nobody wanted it. Yeah. So it's like maybe just trash that, make it fun, and who cares? Okay. Yeah. Well, it looks like we're gonna have to wait till next year to see that, but at least uh, August twelfth we'll get the Type S reveal. Yeah. So cool, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ferrari, though, I do want to just touch on. Yeah. Um, apparently, their CEO has come oh, out yeah. <laughs> come out and said that they will not make boring electric cars thank you for confirming that ferrari i wouldn't have guessed yeah i just you know rather you not make electric cars yeah we would all all appreciate that but hopefully this um this just means more money for ferrari which means more money into the supercars yes which you know if it turns out that way then i'm kind of okay with it i do think they could make a really cool electric car oh yeah 100 percent. it's just you know it's it's all electric there's no yeah theater yeah but i mean we do also both love the porsche Taycan. yes but that's not theater mm. 
I like a GT3 for a different reason than I like a Taycan. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. So, yeah. and I like a Ferrari for a different reason than I like a Taycan. Yeah. It's more, I like a Ferrari more along the lines of why I like a GT3. Yeah. Theatrics. It's going to be quite interesting if uh, what we had mentioned multiple, multiple podcasts ago that potentially the Ferrari SUV could see an <laughs> NAV12. But I think we can all guess that it would also see an electric version. Yes. So I, I really do yes. wonder, will people go for the V12 over the electric? No. Wait, yes. I don't know. I think it could be close because you have one market that's going to be like, the electric version's probably going to be faster. 100%. It's going to be at least straight line. Let's say that. Um, but then you also have the other market that's like V12 SUV. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Ferrari. That's yeah. sick. <laughs> I would totally, totally go for the V12 I SUV. I would absolutely as well. Because most Ferrari buyers are buying Ferraris because, of, again, theatrics. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's sexy. Exactly. And electric isn't. It's not there. Quite sexy. No. At least it's, not yet. No, it's not sexy. It never will be sexy because it's mm. like, how do I describe it? It's just. I, I, think, like, I think that's kind of a hot take right there. Ele- saying electric will never be sexy. It never will be. Hmm. I don't look at a Remot. This, uh, Remots, I guess is how you pronounce it. The same way that I look at a, a Bugatti. Yeah. Impressive car. Yeah. But it's more of an appliance to get the job, a job done. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas the, the, the Bugatti Chiron is a work of art. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? I do agree. So I just, there's not any yeah. electric cars that bring like a theat, unless you add in gimmicks like the freaking um, ice cream truck playing on the way into the car show this morning <laughs> that you weren't there for um, really? on the uh, Tesla. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was a Tesla Model S Plaid that was pulling in and he had the uh. ice cream truck, uh, ice cream truck, uh, song going on mm. as his horn um and don't get me wrong like that's it's hilarious. cool it's cool it's fun it's gimmicky it's fun for 15 not, seconds yeah exactly maybe not for like the whole ownership of no the vehicle. no yeah it's a party Look, trick it's a party trick yeah exactly but it's I, it's a gimmick it's a gimmick but it's not why you buy a car exactly i totally that, i do agree with that that particular car you only buy to go fast in a straight line for like 20 seconds and then yeah and eventually it does get boring when it's fully electric and it's just power it's just power it's correct just power i agree i like i mean like i want i want the noise i want the sound i want the you know what i mean yeah. the theatrics even i think i think also um i think something that's also i've also started to realize is the theatrics of gear changes. Yes. Going through the gears is yes. really Why fun. Why else do you think a manual is so uh desired absolutely yeah. you know what i mean yeah each gear change just it just adds e- each time you do it it just adds something yes it does versus just throttle and you're gone exactly and it's and it's just nothing happens exactly know? so yeah i mean thank you ferrari for like promising you won't build boring electric cars but i'd rather you just get on the porsche bandwagon and like go for a synthetic fuel <laughs> that would be awesome that'd be very nice what if for the first time germany and italy Porsche and Ferrari joined forces to come out with synthetic fuels. I mean, if Porsche, that would be if, awesome. <laughs> if Porsche ends up joining F1, technically they will be. Good point. So, because they'll all be using synthetic fuels in 2025. Man, that's getting exciting. I know. That's getting really exciting. Oh, man. If Porsche saves the day on this. I've already mentioned it before. Porsche's already legendary, but if, yep. if they do this, yep. they're really the GOAT. They will be the GOAT. 
goat. Like, Seriously. no questions asked. Like, all-time goat. And I just realized there's a bunch of lights flashing over at uh, over at Raymond James Stadium right now. <laughs> you get distracted easily. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of Porsche, um, let's talk about the uh, that new car that they revealed that is very limited, very very limited. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, you're presenting that one. Yeah. So, so. Uh, Porsche revealed this week a GT2 RS. Mm-hmm. Another one. Another one. Because we just we just had the GT2 RS in the news. Yes, we did. Like a month ago or yeah, so. Yeah. And this one's also with the same company, Manthe Racing. Oh, it is. It is. I didn't it even is. realize it that. Is. Okay. Except that this car is called the Club Sport 25. Yep. Um, Which is pretty much exactly what you expect when you hear that name. It's a race car. Yeah. It's a race car. It's an FIA approved race car. And track only. Track only. Yeah. Because literal race car. Literal um, race car. And so you cannot drive this on the street. Um, and even though it says Club Sport 25... There will be 30 cars made. <laughs> who who made that rounding error? Yeah, I could <laughs> who not did tell that? you. I could not tell you. Um, so yeah, this is a this is a joint development between Porsche and Manthe Racing, just like the little Manthe uh, uh, Aero bits that went onto the GT2 RS to reclaim right. the Nurburgring lap record. Yeah, which yes, controversial. Uh, still technically production car, so. Yeah. Has the lap record. Um, this car will be, uh, like I said, it's just super limited. Yeah. Um, it's very similar to that Porsche 935. I believe it was the 935 um, that they made like a couple of years ago. Um, same basic chassis. It's it's mm. essentially a 911 RSR with some added yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, body kit, all Less that kind weight, of stuff. stripped out. Yeah. Price exactly. different suspension. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing I did note. Uh, one thing I did find it really interesting though is that they based it off of the GT2, rather than doing like a 992 for it. Hmm. Um. um you mean like the 992 generation, the yes. newest one? Yeah. Because it's because mm. it's a GT2. It's a 991 body. Right. Because there is no 992 GT2 yeah. yet. Well, I think that's yeah. why. I think it's just because of the GT2 RS hasn't yeah, come no, out. Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. That is why. I'm just, uh, I'm just like, well, I mean, like the 991s had its run. Like, why are you yeah, going back so. in time now twice? Yeah. With for, with the GT2, when you could just be developing the new one. Yeah. I mean, I kind of mentioned that with the GT2 RS MR. Yeah. I was kind of surprised then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it works just because it's track only. So yeah, it it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean um, I don't know. It it it's just one of those things that I'm just kind of like nitpicking. Like, wait, really? Why did you? Okay, yeah, well, still still milking it. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I mean, it is what it is. It's Porsche. They're gonna do what they want to do, and absolutely everybody's gonna love it. So yeah, <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. But yeah, thirty of those. So if you were one of the lucky thirty, then congrats, good job, and have fun. <laughs> have lots of fun. Uh, we could talk about Porsche just a little bit more. Sure. Uh, what do you think about the Cayenne uh, Turbo GT that has just kind of hit the road a little bit, or at least review units got out and stuff? Cool, but don't care. Yeah, it's kind of it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary, <laughs> but like every time, every time that we bring up one of these like super fast SUVs, SUVs yeah. the only thing I care about whenever it comes to a fast SUV is is it still comfortable. 
And I mean, granted, I did watch a Doug, the Doug DeMuro video on this car, and he said well. that it was still reasonable. Reasonable, yeah. But like, reasonable is not comfortable, right? You know what I mean, right? And whenever I buy an SUV, I'm not expecting reasonable suspension. <laughs> I'm expecting comfortable, and it's a luxury suspension. SUV. Yeah, yeah. For over two hundred thousand dollars, if I buy a sports sedan, that's one thing. If I buy a yeah. sport coupe, that's another thing, right? I want I'm totally okay with both of those having ridiculously rough suspension if i buy an suv i don't care how much power it has i don't care if it goes around the nurburgring in seven minutes (laughs) and 30 seconds right i want it to be comfortable (laughs) yeah yeah it's it is really weird i feel like they're already in a niche market well a lot of these are already in a niche market with like the turbos e-hybrid yeah and then like bmw x6m competition literally everybody and this is even more niche literally everybody just needs to take the trackhawks recipe and copy that because it was perfect right still come it's an suv with just a lot of power exactly literally literally just take literally just take the engine out of the truck the original one like Mm -hmm. the six cylinder or whatever the hell is in there and then plop in your big one. And right. that's it. Call it a day. Call it a day. Yeah. Don't don't change the suspension. Leave yeah. it alone. Yeah. I, I think it's cool, but it is like unnecessary. And like also the other argument too is that if you're at this price point, you can afford a sports car as yes, well. Yes, you can. Yes, <laughs> you, you can. You could probably buy a GT3 along, but just get like a Cayenne GTS. Yes. So and now your daily driver feels like the car that you take to the track. It's a good it's a good marketing. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. You're going to get your back hurt on the way to Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really odd. Um and it's not going to end there uh because Porsche is also going to come out with a Panamera Turbo GT looks like. Uh one See, this has, one I can get behind. This one yeah, yeah, a little bit more reasonable cuz it's lower to the ground sedan. Um but basically, another Panamera has been spotted around the Nurburgring, um, I think also around the streets, and probably going to overtake Mercedes, because I believe the GT63S overtook Porsche for the fastest sedan around the Nurburgring. It did. So they're going to come out the Turbo GT for the uh, Panamera and take it right back. I'm okay with that. Again, okay. the Panamera, different story to the Cayenne. You not think necessarily so? buying it for the same story. Not necessarily mm. buying it for the same thing. Yeah. Um, and it might, buying... it might, they might still be able to make it s- somewhat comfortable because you're not dealing with as much weight. Yeah. The suspension's not dealing with as much weight and well, also and, where the weight is. And with like, for me personally, like with a sports sedan, I really don't care as much about comfort. Okay. Um, as I do with an SUV. Yeah. Because when I, I agree, you know what I mean? Like yeah. SUV, the mentality of driving those cars are different exactly yeah. sports sedan still supposed to be sporty and aggressive and fun and an suv isn't yeah okay i can somewhat agree with that and also i think i feel like um i feel like on smooth roads it's probably refined enough to where it's smooth on smooth roads it's yeah. only when the road gets rough that well that's when that, car that's when around. that that's when i would rather have an suv versus a, right but then Sports you have car. a turbo GT and it's just as bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's my point. Yeah, that's no, my it's, point. Yeah, it's a very good point. Like, what's the point in having a what's the point in having an SUV daily if yeah. you know it's going to beat you up just as much as your GT three on the side would? Yeah. So and it, it seems like it seems like probably the only people for this market because I, I I do think there is definitely a market of people that just simply want the highest trim level. I think they don't care what the car actually drives like. They just want the highest trim level just I, to say they have it. I think the market for this car 
is about a hundred people. <laughs> yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> Maybe uh, one twenty. Yeah, right. One twenty. One hundred and twenty. Yeah, people. Panamera. Panamera market. The Panamera G- Turbo GT makes more sense. Yeah. And BMW actually kind of proved that because the M5 CS. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, again, I'm totally okay with the Panamera GT. Yeah. Did they um, did they test the M5 Turbo CS GT. around the Nürburgring? Uh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember because I feel like if it would have beat the GT63S, they should have tested it, right? I would think so. And I don't I, know that they ever take it, took it. And if they did, then I definitely didn't hear about a lap time. Yeah, I don't remember hearing about it because I'm pretty sure if they beat Mercedes, they would have said it. Said it. Yeah, they would have been mm. bragging all over. Did BM, could BMW not beat Mercedes? That's possible. That's kind of impressive because the GT63 is supposed to be both luxury and performance. Yes, and apparently it does both very well. Yeah, that, I've got to give Mercedes props for that. I'd still get the M5 CS. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'm actually not. I'm not sure. That'd be that'd be an interesting. Maybe we could do that later as a poll or something. Mm, yeah. Maybe after this hmm. these tournaments are done. Hmm. Okay. All right. Enough with uh, Porsche. Let's. Uh. Did you see a, the new car by Morgan? I think I might have saw it briefly. Uh, I think I was just about to say, wait, hold on, what Morgan? But I think I saw when I was scrolling through CarBuzz earlier that I might have seen a small little snippet of something and just didn't pay any attention to it because I'm fairly certain I saw it and went, that's out of a movie. So <laughs> yeah, it looks like a movie car, and it's is it's, it an off-road Morgan? Yeah. Yep. So if, if uh, the audience, if you have not seen pictures of this thing, I'd recommend you go look at look at it because it looks really darn cool. I just wanted to mention it real quick because it just looks so cool. Um, basically, it has the old school Morgan design. Um, I believe it is based off of a platform that's relatively new. Um, yeah, it says it's based on the CX generation platform, which is in 2019. And also... Um, it uses BMW internals. So it uses uh, BMW's turbo four-cylinder that's in the uh, 330i. Uh, so 250 horsepower, um, 290-so pound-feet of torque, and it even has BMW's X-Drive all-wheel drive system, uh, which is kind of, I think it's kind of cool. Why are so many companies starting to go to BMW's parts bin? Yeah, we, I was, oh yeah, I meant to mention <laughs> that. Uh, because we also mentioned that Range Rover could, or Land Rover could potentially looking at uh bmw's 4.4 liter twin yes turbo but wasn't V8. there another uh, obviously there's toyota with the supra as well but wasn't that there well. one other company recently that we looked at with that was coming out with something that had bmw parts in it i don't remember oh, what it was but we man. talked about it last week um it wasn't the land rover but like there's so many companies oh going to- uh no i forget it's so weird because there's yeah. so many companies now going to BMW's parts catalog. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm used to it being Mercedes. Like everybody goes to Mercedes for their parts catalog. Yeah, Mercedes now it's doing quite a bit. Why are? I just gotta ask BMW. Like, I don't know. why BMW? Because I don't know. They don't exactly have the best reliability. I don't know. Maybe they feel that these newer motors are tested well enough. Um. Because, I mean, they do make good engines. Well, here's the thing, though, right? That turbo, is, that turbo 4 is a good engine. The 4s are good. The 6s are amazing. Uh, yes. The 8s are garbage. 
bonzo beans. Like, in terms of reliability? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's I've heard that. Yes, and they always have been. There's a reason why they dropped out of F1 after like two years. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense for Land Rover. fits their brand. It's their brand, but like, no, I don't know the Mercedes one is more reliable. Yeah. Well, I guess probably wouldn't be able to because Mercedes sells the G-Wagon. Um, but anyways, yes. Um, and I also believe they're only making eight of these Morgans, I'm pretty sure. Um, makes sense. They're boutique. boutique yeah, definitely boutique. <laughs> Very boutique. Um, and they're selling for 230 grand, which honestly I feel like is not bad. For only making eight in the world, it's there's no other car company that makes cars like Morgan really. No, no. Um, and it's a dope car, and actually it has. Still made of wood. Uh, I did not see that in the article, so I'm assuming no. And I was wondering that as well. Dang. Yeah, I don't think they're still made out of wood. It's kind of sad because I <laughs> that that was like that was like that was like their main feature. Like yeah, that was that was everything's made of wood, guys. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah, I doubt they would pass safety regulations. That maybe that. that maybe that's what <laughs> caught up to them. They're like, yeah, you guys can't make cars out of wood anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was a century ago. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Let's get on the steel game, guys. Come yes, on, at now. least steel. Yeah. Um. But yeah, basically, this Morgan's raised up, has off-road tires, a whole bunch of off-road lights, and uh, extra storage for um, your gear. Um. Yeah, it was just really cool. Uh. So let's see what. Let's, let's go over to Japan. We don't. We don't always talk about Japan mainly because there's not a whole lot going on over there. Yeah, that's not entirely true. We've talked a little bit about Toyota and Nissan recently. Yeah, Nissan a little bit. Um, but this is quite exciting and could give... Oh, the, and we talked about Honda earlier, so... We did. Uh, this could give the Supra and the next 400Z a run for its money because... You have my attention. Yes. Mazda files patents for a two-door sports car and not the Miata. Something that looks a little bigger, so I'm assuming more powerful and potentially up the 400z super territory and doesn't mazda currently utilize a rotary hybrid setup in one of their suvs they do i don't know if that would really work because it's a very low power like efficiency only uh rotary and hybrid okay right 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 but that's not to say that they couldn't like you know um change that setup up Yes. And make it more high output, high octane. Potentially. This sounds really interesting. This could be very cool. And it also could be something that Mazda needs to do because they're kind of boring right now, except for the Miata. Um, Well, and I did also hear about a patent that they had for a sub brand that they were thinking of. I sent it over to. um, I actually don't know if I heard this. This is like a week or so ago. Oh. Um, I sent it over to our buddy Melvin um, because he drives a Mazda Speed. (laughs) And it was talking about like a sub brand, like possible trademark. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. um, But I do remember that there was a logo that they came out with. And it looks. Almost like they kind of combined an R and an X in oh. the logo, mm-hmm. um, which is 
a good sign. That is a very good sign. And Mazda did have the, um, I don't remember the exact name, but they had a concept car that came out a few years ago. Active, yeah. And they were saying that this thing could happen. And I believe they even mentioned that it they're they're planning on it being rotary as well. Yeah, they were. They were. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be just incredible if they could make it work. Uh, if if they throw in rather a a rotary, and it was reliable. Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't mind it being a rotary hybrid. No, me neither. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind it at all. If it's still, man, hmm. In modern times, would the rotary still sound the same? Would it be reliable? That's also a very good question. Because Man. the RX-8 was the last car they put a proper rotary in. Yeah. And it wasn't reliable at all. Yeah, that's teased all the time for yeah. the Apex seals going out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if if they can come back out with a, you know, with a rotary sports car, obviously it would have electric power assist. Yeah. Um, more than likely. Um, yeah, would I think this would this a give the Supra a run for its money. I think so. Yeah, and it would. I think in the cool factor, it would be really cool. Yeah. Um, and it would sound like nothing else on the road. Yeah, it would be very unique, and I think the cool factor would be there. Um, about the reliability of the rotary, I feel like the the engineering behind the rotary. The, the science does kind of like back it up, I think, in terms of efficiency for performance and stuff like that. It's just you have to be very precise with the engineering. Everything that, has to be precise. Yeah, that the way the rotary works, you have to be extremely precise. Yeah. But with modern times and advancement of computers and it all that. It's easier to be precise. And also the advancements of manufacturing with robot robots in the manufacturing process, you can be more precise. So yeah. they, could, they could make a pretty reliable um rotary and also just in general mazda's reliability rankings have actually been i i actually think this previous year um mazda passed toyota or at least lexus for reliability Ooh, yeah so if i had to guess they probably don't want to throw that throw that out the window no definitely not so i don't know i would i would totally be okay with any of this yeah i'd love Um, to see i'm here for it just throw a manual in it, please. Please don't pull yeah. a Toyota. Yes, please. please. Manual. If, if they do a manual, if don't they don't, the then if they don't, then the obvious choice for like the three Japanese sports cars is still going to be the 400Z. I feel like. Yeah, honestly, because yeah. Supra Auto, uh, that would make the obviously RX Auto. I'm just going to call it an RX until we know anything else. Yeah. Um, and Honda doesn't have anything. So <laughs> yeah, except for the Type R, but that's kind of different. That's a that doesn't that exist is, right now because that is true for the newest generation. But it is coming. It's coming. Um, and some it, people might cross shop it, but it is kind of a different. It is a different segment. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say, but yeah, manual would be nice. And I'm not even as like me personally. I'm not even necessarily like you have to go manual or <laughs> like screw that car. Like, I'm not necessarily like that, but, like, for these types of cars, they should offer a manual. Yes. At it least just offer it. Offer it. I'm not Seriously. saying you need to go buy the manual. Right. Because it will make you, like, a lesser person or something. Because it won't. <laughs> yeah. <'cause> um, <laughs> but, like, at least, like, if they were to offer a manual, it would just make it so much more enticing for people like me and I'm sure you. Um, yeah, definitely. 
because it's just I don't know. It's more engaging. Yeah, for these types of cars, I buy it a sports car. Sense. These are playful sports cars. Yeah, and they're not necessarily quite precision machines. No, they're meant to be playful. Yeah, and the manual is the more playful option. Yeah, and I think that's part of where Chevy went wrong with the Corvette too, mm. the new one. Um, yeah. not giving it a manual option because yeah. it is very much already like on so much on rails that it's not that entertaining. Mm. Yeah. And so if they gave it a manual option, it would make it a little bit more engaging. Possibly. Yeah. And a little bit more fun. Yeah. Okay. That being said, it's still a very impressive car. So Yeah. Um right. any more news that we uh have? I have one more. Did you have any more, more you wanted to mention? One more thing. You go, you go ahead. So um Dodge. Dodge. Do- Josh loves talking about Dodge. I so like I mean, Dodge. Come on. Now. I, He's going to find an excuse to talk about Dodge. They may or may not be my favorite brand man at this <laughs> point. Let's be real here. Them and Porsche, man, they go back and forth in my head. Oh, man. That Does is so funny because they're complete, total opposites. <laughs> complete opposites. This is left brain. This is Josh's left brain and right brain going against each other. Basically, basically, you have my logic brain that likes the, the Porsche side. And then you have my just I really don't care brain <laughs> that likes the Dodge. Um, and apparently Dodge is making a a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. Ooh. Complete mystery. Not sure what it's going to be coming out next mm. year. Um, and this is confirmed by, I believe, CarBuzz itself. Um, I believe they, they did the investigation on this. Mm. Um, and they don't know either what the car is going to be. They just know it's hybrid. They just know it's going to be a plug-in hybrid. Okay. Um, so they're, the, be- the, the best assumption as of right now is that it's probably going to be a Durango because mm-hmm. um, Dodge literally only makes three cars, the Charger, the Challenger. Yeah, you brought Durango. that up earlier, and I was like, dude, <laughs> you're right what the heck <laughs> like usually if you say a manufacturer only makes three cars you assume it's like a boutique or supercar manufacturer but it's dodge yeah <laughs> and dodge is one of the best-selling brands in the country right now that's that's crazy yeah that is so Off odd of three cars they're one of the best-selling that brands. is crazy yeah that, that that just goes to show how well of a marketing job they have with the Hellcat they products they really you know do. what i mean because you give you give it this insane halo product yeah like the yeah. hellcat red eye and it does trickle down to your base model yeah. charger and like it does also have a decent mid trim too with the srt yeah and the, the and the scat pack yep exactly. you know what i mean yeah um but the durango plug-in hybrid could be kind of cool if they end up using an eight with it if they use a va with a hybrid <laughs> that'd be dope yeah if the net you know what if the next generation i don't even know a next generation srt is va and hybrid assistance it won't be you don't think so they've already confirmed that the charger and challenger go in electric remember yes well no for the durango for the durango that would be cool i think it would be but the next generation isn't supposed to come for a little while and the okay. anticipation is that it will be all electric too well even not even necessarily a next generation like just just oh now that same generation sick. yeah yeah, yeah. That okay would yeah, yeah that would be sick yeah, I would and like it'd be that. a sleeper. Yeah, I it mean it's be. already that thing's already a sleeper. Even not even necessarily with the Hellcat engine, yeah, yeah. just the just the uh, NAV8 yeah. is kind of a sleeper. And then you add a battery to it, <laughs> it'd be freaking sick. Now yeah. I don't think they're gonna put the V8 with the hybrid just because right. it is based yeah. off the same chassis as the Grand Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, probably gonna be some general, just like kind of a general consumer. Yeah, vehicle. Yeah. yeah, and I mean it'll, it'll probably be like a six cylinder or a four cylinder. Yeah. Um, 
matched up with the uh, with the electric motor. Yeah, I agree um, with you. Si- similar to the Wrangler, the four by E Wrangler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which we learned a couple podcasts back that was actually one of the best selling hybrids in the country right now. Yeah. Which was very surprising to me. <laughs> not, but not really to me. Um, but that does bring me on to something else because um, the the Jeep just came out with a new Grand Wagoneer and Wagoneer, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, and the Grand Cherokee and the new Grand Cherokee and Grand Cherokee L, right? Uh huh. And you've seen those, right? Yes. You're familiar with what they look like. Uh-huh. And I think they're very pretty vehicles now. Yeah, um, they're nice looking. I still take the Escalade. I no, nah, I'd take the Grand Wagoneer. Mm. I think the Grand Wagoneer is pretty cool. Um, of course, Mopar guy over here. Itch. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> Toyota seems to be taking a page out of that book now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you this. So, apparently, a Highlander isn't enough. Yeah. Toyota needs a Grand Highlander. Ooh. They're literally just taking Jeep's verbiage and yeah. just applying it to their own life. And the reason why we mention this is why isn't it just the Sequoia? Well, apparently they're keeping the Sequoia. So it's basically two Sequoias. Yes. <laughs> Except one's based off the Tundra chassis and then uh, which is the Sequoia. Yeah. And then one is just more of an SUV chassis. Well, a I suppose unibody. Right. Unibody. Okay. Um it could make sense actually. So and that's basically what Dot, what what Jeep's done, right? Because the Grand yeah. Wagoneer, I believe, if I'm correct, is body on frame based yeah, off a of Ram so. chassis. Yeah. Whereas the Grand Cherokee and Grand Cherokee L mm. are ba- are a unibody chassis. Yeah. Which so, basically means that Toyota looked at what Jeep was doing, was like, mm. hmm, I like that. Yeah. Basically, just copying them. Yeah, literally. Okay. Verbiage too. Grand. Yeah, that's a little dumb. You can you can create a different name. Well, it's almost like it's almost like Honda stealing TRD. Hmm. Yeah. Have you seen that? Explain. Okay, so whenever Honda came out with a new Ridgeline, mm-hmm. they came out with the HPD Ridgeline. Mm, okay. Yeah. Honda Performance Division. Whoa, almost sounds like Toyota Racing Division. It almost sounds like Toyota <laughs> Racing Division. <laughs> All right, I see what you're saying. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. you're, you're more creative than this. Let's do a little better. All right. Do a little better. Well, interesting. It's almost like 812 Superfast. Interesting take from... Uh, Josh here. <laughs> on on three row SUVs. <laughs> yes. Three row SUVs on the next Apex podcast. Hey man, I'm I'm I like my Mopars, okay? <laughs> Told you, finds any reason to mention Dodge or Jeep. Any any reason. And roast everybody else that competes with them. You know how it goes. <laughs> All right. Uh just got one more quick article. Um the new RS three is king of the Nurburgring, Ooh. says Carbuzz. Um, it is the fastest compact model around the Nurburgring. Ooh. Uh, time of seven minutes and forty seconds. Pretty quick. It's pretty quick. It's it's honestly, quick. nothing too crazy. Well, no, you don't expect it to be on the same level as a GT2 RS, do you? Not quite that. No. Um, but it is worth noting that for a fraction of the price, and probably much more comfortable, you're very close in time. With the Turbo GT Cayenne. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Um, 
anyways i'm excited for these r series to hit the road yeah because they, they look really cool i think they did really great this generation i like the lights <laughs> the lights of, audi kills with the lights man like they do, the they always do a great job with the lights yeah they're like they're like one of the leaders of just having cool lights yeah <laughs> i like the lights they're cool yeah. i like the i like the little checkered flag and it says rs3 whenever you unlock the car mm-hmm. like i don't care that's a gimmick it's cool yeah and it's nice that audi's continuing the five cylinder especially since they're going to let fully electric within five years yeah i'm yeah. not looking forward to yeah not looking forward to that okay if you want an rs3 get this one now yes because it will go up in value all right so do we want to do used car or turn let's do tournament first let's see used car first used car all I right like used car first all right well i am ready let me um, let me just pull mine up on my phone again. Go right ahead. So right, this is so. just a fun segment. Uh, we both just look at used cars on the market and we give it some parameters. So this parameters, uh, this week's parameters is hatchback and below twenty five thousand. Yep. Pretty simple. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Well, I think I went first last time, didn't I? Uh, I think you did. Yeah, I, I can go first. All right. Um, let me let me let me guess the country of origin. Okay, go ahead. Is it German? No. Japanese? No. Is it American? No. Swedish? No. Uh Korean? No. <laughs> Mexican? No. <laughs> um, um, You're missing just one. English? No. Uh Indian? No. Uh, French? No, you're uh, messing with my guy. Uh, Chinese. Well, I can give you a hint. Canadian. American would be the second best guess. Really? But it's from somewhere else, or at least the brand wants you to believe it's from somewhere else. The brand wants you to believe it's from somewhere yes. else. Yes. So it's Mo. It's part of a uh, Mopar. Well, not really, but it's Italian. Yes. Is it a Fiat? It sure is. Is it a 500 Abarth? It sure is. Oh, man. Yeah. I love these little things. They're little pocket rockets. They are. They're cool. And they sound really cool. They sound dope. Technically straight piped from factory. Yep. <laughs> no, they are straight piped from factory. Yeah. They don't have any cats. Yep. Yep. And they're just fun cars. I I really like these things. And if you can get them with low mileage, then it's a decent buy. Yeah. Um, although as long as you take care of it. Yeah. Don't be like the guy that I took on on trade the other day. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Um, you probably don't want to own these with high mileage, but if it's low mileage still, they're really fun. Yeah. Potentially the most fun hatchback you can get. One of them. Yeah. One of them at least. I found one that I think is a little bit more fun myself, but. All right. You can go right ahead. This one's a little more practical too. It's a little bit bigger. Yeah. This is the tiniest hatchback you can get. (laughs) It's essentially like one of the smallest cars you can find on the market. Pretty much. Period. Yeah. Um, Which is what makes it fun. Where do you think mine's from? Um, I'm going to say Germany first. Nope. Then Japan. Yes. Can you guess the manufacturer? Um, guessing a Subaru. Gosh dang right, boy. Yeah. That it's, was, a, it's a Subaru. Nice. It's a Subaru. It's yeah. a 2012 um wrx sti yeah uh manual sweet less than sixty thousand miles really so that was gonna be my question 23 495 
and it's completely bone stock. Wow. You remember how I said before, You found the gem. Remember how I said before we started this podcast that I kind of wanted to go buy this thing? I'm yeah. not kidding. Look at this. Wow. Look, just go through the photos on this thing. Oh, man. Like, a part of me kind of wants to go buy this car right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as there's nothing wrong with it, because I'm just saying at that price point, it, it feels like there should be something I wrong know, with I know, I was it. thinking the same thing. I was like, it feels off. Yeah, and only 60,000 miles in stock, that's that's a great find. I know, if, 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 if it hasn't had any issues. Right. Um, exactly. And it doesn't have a Carfax listed, so I can't tell. Ooh. But I can nice always it find it because I work at a car dealership. Mm, so you get the plug and you can search it up. Exactly. It's a beautiful okay, thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my find. And I think it's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, as long as there's nothing wrong with it. As long as there's um, nothing wrong with it. I'll go ahead and tell you that that was actually my first choice before I even found the Abra. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really love those STI hatchbacks. Yeah, me too. Um, I think they're sick. Yeah. That, I, I wish they I wish they brought the hatchback back we, for the we, STIs. I do too. I, they, I really do. Apparently, the new one is supposed to be like a... It might be like a sort of sub-hatchback. Kind of like Civic sense. Type R. Kind of like that, where yeah. it's like an almost hatchback, it's but not quite. It's technically a hatchback, but it doesn't have like the boxy shape of it. Yeah. Gotcha. And I'm okay with that. I think, but I'd rather have a proper hatch. Yeah, I'd rather have a proper. It it looks so cool. It that looks that so to sick. me is honestly one of the best looking STIs. Is the hatchback? One. It's my favorite one. Yeah, I totally. Now, agree. Granted, a part of that is probably because that's whenever I first found out about the STI. Mm. Um, was Ken Block Jim Connor too? Mm. I mean, <laughs> maybe that had some effect, but I I think it's just a great. I think that's a great generation with the hatchback. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that'd be my first choice. And yeah, if there's nothing wrong with it, that. Especially and in today's market, the fact that it's only twenty four, yeah, is pretty crazy. Because even before the market blew up, those were already going for like thirty. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, I know, which is insane. Yeah, they're going they're for so really sought high money. after. <clears throat> so sought after. Yeah, and it's crazy that Subaru still isn't bringing them back. I know. And now, uh, now of course that EJ is going out the door too. So yeah, that too. That it's going to be much more yeah, uh, sought go, after. Yeah, it's going to go even higher in value. Exactly. But I do think if they if if the cladding on the side of the WRX isn't actually there, then it'll do better. It'll be good, and it'll have it'll it'll be it'll look good. That's what I'm praying for. Okay. <laughs> um, but which one would you take? Out of the two used? Mm-hmm. Yours, yeah. Mine? Yeah. Okay, I guess we're both in the same yeah. boat then. Although one fair point is the um, 500 Barth is quite a bit cheaper. It is. Yeah, you can find them consistently for like 10 to 15K. Oh, I know. With low mileage. I know. So if be- you're like actually looking for these cars, yeah. Um, if money is a factor, yeah. There and you it go. would be really cool and fun and yeah yeah. But for the parameters we gave, yeah, I'm gonna go with yours. Yeah, <laughs> I like the I like that was that was that was actually the first car I thought of. Um, but out of my like quick search for hatchbacks, I didn't see any, so I right. just didn't didn't go with it. Can't yeah, say I blame you. Found you. one, you found one though, so barely, but it happened. And let's see if you buy it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we'll see. Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently. All right. Um, so last thing for the podcast is our tor- uh, tournament is yep. continuing, and we have a pretty pretty interesting 
uh, mix match of cars were showcasing this week. I would say so. So you want to go um, ahead and explain it? Yeah. So for the used car, used car for the uh, for this tournament that we're running, we're looking at um, kind of the the best sports cars that you can find new, not used, new between fifty and seventy k, um, with sort of your underdog being the forty four hundred Z, upcoming four hundred Z. That is, mm-hmm. um, and the whole purpose behind this was we were kind of comparing like Supra versus Corvette C8. And we were like, well, what about like just all of these? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what brought us to here. We're currently in the second round um, of, of cars and I just <laughs> fell. Uh, <laughs> that was um, funny to watch. Yeah, that was, was kind of funny. It was just kind of like, it was just kind of like a, a um, I'm not going to say it actually. It's a bad analogy. Uh <laughs> PG. continue pg um <laughs> <laughs> anyways so um yeah so so we've narrowed it down to quite a few cars at this point um and this week's matchup is the audi ttrs mm-hmm. versus the dodge challenger hellcat yeah come just about complete opposites. I gotta Actually, say, I gotta say, my poll on Instagram a lot closer than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, yeah. So I ran one as well, and mine is kind of surprising as well. Yeah. That being you can, said, you can go ahead. That being said, I, I pretty much already know what you're gonna choose. You don't even have to ask what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I pretty much already knew. What Just go choose. ahead and say it for me. Josh chose the Hellcat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not even a question. I've gone over this many times. Um, it's one of those cars that just doesn't make any sense. It's not like the Cayenne and how it doesn't make any sense because the Cayenne doesn't make any sense because it beats the crap out of you in a daily driver car. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make any sense because it's big and heavy but has a big engine and doesn't try to go around corners. It's just right. you know, it's just stupid and Larry and wants to do tire burning six miles per gallon when you're on it yep. <laughs> like yeah 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 so this thing is i mean i, I just love it it's cool it's fun Brayton, my buddy brayton has one 1100 horsepower it's the stupidest most fun thing ever yeah <laughs> so yeah it's my choice yeah easy i, I choice see those reasons me. easy choice for me um it was actually kind of hard for me and also for our, our buddy melvin shout out melvin uh, DM'd me and he's like, yeah, this is unexpectedly harder than I thought. Um, even though they're polar opposites, I mean, one's a sophisticated but tiny all-wheel drive European sports car. The other is just a tire-burning V8 America, Americana. America. Yeah. Um, and even though I gave the Hellcat credit for being this just outlandish or just balls to the wall car i'm actually going to tcrs i kind of saw that coming yeah i'm a little disappointed in you <laughs> but i saw that coming yeah i'm going to ttrs on this and i do want to explain a little bit because i gave the hellcat the win over the camaro zl1 uh last week um for being this just you crazy Oh, sorry, M2. Um, and the M2 and TTRS are somewhat similar. Um, but I am going to go with the TTRS. It's just a lot more refined. And I think I do appreciate 
the all-wheel drive maybe a little bit. Um, I don't know. Just something in my heart says TTRS. And yeah. I think just overall, it just fits me more. I agree. Um, I definitely agree. I'll be honest. I couldn't see you driving a Hellcat. I you would be don't... very happy to prove you wrong because I would love a Hellcat. I'm not. But... Say, I'm not saying. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm saying like you just. I don't know. You strike me as somebody that more enjoys precision driving. A little bit. Yeah. And the Hellcat does not have precision driving <laughs> right. whatsoever. Yeah. Um. I also like precision driving, but I also like Larry burnouts and yeah, just ridiculous unwieldiness. So <laughs> yeah, so so we're at a tiebreaker. Yeah, we are. Um, Go ahead and tell me your poll. So my poll right now. Let me just refresh it to double check that the percentages are still the same. Yep, uh, mostly unchanged. Looks like another couple of votes came in. Um, but currently for my poll, the Hellcat is leading, sixteen percent to forty-four percent. I think my mic's about to fall again. I think we're good. Never mind. 56% to 44 Hellcat. Wow. We thought last week was close. This is even closer. This is closer. Because my poll is 58% TTRS, which I am extremely surprised. I thought thought the Hellcat, on the public vote, I thought the Hellcat would wax the TTRS. I did too, to be honest with you. And... Uh, similar like last week, um, we're getting kind of shocking results. Yeah. Um, TTRS is winning on mine. And actually, another person just voted. Or no, no. 58% TTRS, 42% Hellcat. Um, and we have to calculate this. Well, no, we don't. It's it's Hellcat, or Hellcat, TTRS by two, two percentage points. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought Hellcat's winning on yours. It is it? winning on mine, but by 56%. But, wow. Yours is 58% to the TT. Wow. So by two percentage points. Wow. The TT takes it. Dang. So this is the closest one we've had yet. Wow. That is crazy. By 2%, the TTRS yep. takes it. 2%. And honestly, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised, even though I chose the TTRS here, I'm actually surprised the TTRS has lasted this long. <laughs> Through the I am too. I didn't think this many people knew about the TTRS. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like this car in real life doesn't even sell that many. You don't see them on the road. You don't see these Hellcats on the road. You, you don't see, even see them at car meets. You see like, Hellcats every day. You see Hellcats every day. But I, I don't know. Maybe the TTRS just has a secret place in people's hearts. Or um, they just mistake it for an R8. <laughs> it's a baby R8. It's a baby R8. Um, all right. Well, TTR. So wins. I guess TTR mess moves crazy. on. And so uh, what? We only have one American car remaining. The Corvette. The Corvette. Um, now, of course, if uh, I believe, and that's we, and that was that was actually already voted off, wasn't it? Uh, yes, but we brought but it we back. Brought as it like back. A, if you remember, we brought it back as a as a um, uh, a wild card honorable or, mention. Yeah, honorable mention. Honorable yeah. mention. So depending on what happens next week. Um, it looks like we're going to have an odd number of cars. I'm just going to double check myself. Uh, yeah, it looks like we're going to have, cause this next one is our last, last tournament for this set of this round rounds. Yeah. So, um, let me put down TTRS. So that's crazy right now in, in round three, we have M2 and TTRS. So next week, the C8 will go up against the 400 Z mm. and then 
depending on how that does, one of either the Hellcat or one of them will have to come back as an honorable mention. Um, I say Hellcat as of right now because it only lost by two percentage points. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, whereas should have ZL1 lost by quite a lot more than that, even though it was close to the M2. Yeah, but two percent, two percent, two percent is not much. No, um, that's crazy. So the literally, Hellcat, literally, just one of you in the audience yeah. made made that swing. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Basically, so as of right now, the Hellcat would be the honorable mention pick, but we'll awesome. see what happens next week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next week will be C8 Corvette Stingray, non-ZTK, mm-hmm. versus... Kind of the already wild card, 400 Nissan Z. 400Z. Which is h- half the price, essentially. Yeah. But, hey, we'll see who wins. Yeah. I All think right. it'll be a good one. Um, I think I know who's going to win that one. We'll see. Just based off of previous... I'll, I'll save my thoughts for next week and... Just based I'll off give of it a fair polls. shot. Just based off previous polls, I think I know who's going to win, but we'll see what ends okay. up happening. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I guess we can kind of wrap it up there, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, if you guys did listen all the way through, be sure to go on ahead and give this a share. Uh, send it to one of your best car friends. Um, if you did enjoy as well, be sure to check us out over on YouTube at the Next Apex Podcast. Uh, Instagram, the next Apex Podcast, and TikTok, the next Apex P. I'm going ahead and give Donovan a nice little follow at the D Tompkins Media. If you want to give me a follow at Josh underscore Bayless as well on Instagram. But um, as always, we will see y'all on the next Apex Podcast.